You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I'm reaching into the mailbox, and I have a question from Coach Kai. It says, hi, Rick. I just recently passed my certification, congratulations, and have used your podcast the entire way through my studying. So first, thank you. I wanted to ask if you could break down the actual preparing a workout plan start to finish. I know the basics and how to use the assessment, but I don't feel like I ever truly grasp how to actually write a daily plan. All right. So let's get into it. Start to finish, how we're going to get this workout going. First of all, we're going to start with the assessments. Now, the assessment's going to give us information about them. Here's the first part of the assessment. Ready? Why are you here? What are your goals? I need to find out what it is that you're looking to accomplish. Are you coming in for weight loss? Are you coming in for muscle gain? Are you coming in to tone? Uh, Can you explain what that means to you? Uh, I need information and I want to try to garner as much information from them as possible so I know which way to direct them. Then I can get into other assessments. Now, those assessments based off of what they requested could be things like, all right, well, if the goal is to get bigger or smaller, maybe you want to do girth assessments. So you can measure around the the arms, the abdomen, the thighs, the hips, the shoulders, the neck, all of these things. I want to get an idea of are we are we growing? Are we getting smaller? Are we going the right direction? Uh, I do like to use something that automatically adjusts where you can kind of wrap something around them and then you push a button and it tightens because sometimes trainers will not provide the same amount of pressure because they'll try to be like, oh, if I pull it a little bit tighter, you've lost this much. So, uh, or if I don't pull it quite as firm, then you've gotten this much bigger. So I like to keep it consistent. So that keeps, uh, that keeps me as honest as possible. But then we get into things like the movement assessment. So what does that mean? That means uh, things like the overhead squat assessment. Let's just keep it simple right now. You see somebody and their knees knock together. So I wanna look at that and be like, okay, so if the knees knock together, I'm gonna go through my chart and I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna say, okay, so what is short, tight, overactive adductors and uh, TFL? So let's just keep it really simple. What muscles need to be uh, maybe strengthened. And I might say, okay, glute medius, glute uh, maximus. And, uh, and I could probably always throw some, some core, uh, additional core muscles in there. Great. So what do we do now? First thing, let's start putting together this concept. I know what you want overall. Now your overall is going to now take me back to the OPT model and each step in the model. So I'm going to look at the phases, stability, strength, and power. Where are we going to start you? Now, if I identify stability, then what I want to do is probably aim a month or two out and go ahead and plan my strength training program. So I want a month or two to get into strength training if that falls in line with what their goals are. And then I may even plan ahead and start peppering in, depending on what they want, adding a lot in for the power phase. 
All right, so now I kind of have an overview. These are the, the macro cycles, the big idea of what we're going to do for the next six months or a year. And sometimes I show them that. So Kai, I might even take the OPT model and say, this is kind of a model uh, of exercise that I follow as an outline. And what I'd like to do is go piece by piece and get through each one of these phases and try to progress you. And then when we get back, when we get to the very top of the model, we've identified all of these things. We're working out at this intensity. We're going to bring it back around. And then we're going to do something called undulating training. So the first part of that is linear periodization. So you go from phase one to two to three to four to five. In undulation, and that's where almost every one of my clients are in currently, unless they train one day a week, then I don't have them undulating. Um, I might do um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's a great example. I've got uh, three people that are three times a week, and I might have stabilization, strength, and power workouts on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I might switch those up. Just kind of any new version of how you implement those can create a different permutation. But the the research on undulating periodization is wonderful. It's great, and we're going to get great outcomes from it. And it's going to help me get my clients to what their individual goals are. All right, cool. But now that's the overview. That's the macrocosm. That is the, the macro cycle. And that happens kind of the, the very first time I trained you. I get a big idea of what globally you want to accomplish by seeing me. And then we can kind of plan it out together. This is what we're going to do. So I want you to see this is my plan for you. What's good about that, it's kind of a, it can, it can assist with sales too, because that person may want to stick with you until they've accomplished this plan that you've already laid out for them. Like they've been a part of it. They've seen that you have kind of six months laid out in advance that you want to take them through. And they're like, oh man, I guess I need to train for six months. All right, cool. Then you do the assessment and then what? So now you go to the assessment and I know in the assessment, I'm, I'm going to find some information out and that's going to assist me with my, my warm up or my movement prep. And that movement prep is one of many components when it comes to what it is we're going to do within a workout. So generally NASM has, uh, if you take this kind of total body layout that they have, so there's uh, a warm up and the warm up can include foam rolling and stretching and cardio. And then it includes balance. And then it also includes plyometrics. And then it potentially includes speed, agility, and quickness. All of that is your movement prep before you even get in to doing resistance training. So if I'm prepping and I'm going to do my movement prep, I'm going to set somebody up, um, then I'm going to start with I foam roll and I stretch. Now let's put somebody in the stability level right now. Somebody's in the stability level of the OPT model. We're going to foam roll. And we said, and the, the knees knocked when they did squat. So we're going to foam roll the adductors and foam roll the TFL. And then we're going to stretch the adductors and stretch the TFL. And then we're going to strengthen the hips. And I write all of this stuff out for them as well, because sometimes I give it to them. So Kai, I'm taking this information from the assessment. Let me walk you through our very first day. I'm teaching you how to foam roll. I'm teaching you how to stretch. We've done the assessments. We might do a cardiorespiratory assessment, get your heart rate up in the first day. 
uh, and let them know like this is not the workout. These are assessments and this is your warm up that you're going to do in the future. Very specific to you based off the assessments that we've done. So we're foam rolling these. We're stretching these muscles. Now we're going to strengthen, isolated strengthen these muscles. And it might take like a, like a mini loop and have them put it just above their knees and might do some little side steps. So the lateral stepping to engage. And then might have them go down onto or start in a bridge position and have them do some bridges with by pushing their knees out, engaging their glute medius and glute maximus. And they're all they're doing the bridges and then get them up and doing the side steps and then do some squats with that. So now we've addressed the 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 warm-up when it comes to foam rolling to stretching and to these isolated activations that i want them to, to get and now i might put them on a single leg and do single leg balance but you cannot let your knee adduct you cannot let your knee turn in towards your big toe you're going to keep it aligned with your second and third toe in some instances i may want you to rotate it out towards your pinky toe focusing on the arch of your foot and the engagement of your lateral hips and posterior hips. So now I'm working with somebody, identifying some things, creating balance exercises that also focus on the movement assessments that we've just done movement prep for. And then I say, okay, great. Let's do a single leg frontal plane reach. Keep the arch in your foot there. Engage your hip. Don't let your hips drop or hike. Try to keep them completely neutral. Reach your leg out to the side, which is the frontal plane. What? The frontal plane is reaching out to the side? How does anybody remember this? It doesn't make sense sometimes, so this is what I tell people. If you can't make it make sense, memorize it. So frontal plane, they're reaching the leg out to the side. And I might have them do that for 30 seconds on each leg. I might have them stand up on a single leg and just move their arms forward and backwards like their arm is running, but their leg is staying stationary. And that's a transverse plane exercise for the bottom, for the muscles in the foot, for the hip, trying to stay neutral, trying to stay aligned, not letting that knee knock, which is what we saw in the assessment uh, in this hypothetical story. Cool. Then what? Then I might have them do squat jump to stabilization, squat jumps to hold, hold for three seconds in your squat. So when they jump and they land softly, the goal is to land softly. You're in phase one, your plyometrics are about your landing, not about your jumping. So make sure they land softly and that they land um, silently. I want quiet landing. I tell people all the time, it's like ninja training camp and loud ninjas don't get work. So you want to get work? Keep it down over there, buddy. So you land, keep it quiet, nice soft landing and hold for three seconds. And when you hold for three seconds, I'm looking at your knees to make sure your knees aren't knocking. And if they knock or if your feet turn out, say straighten your feet back out, keep your knees in line and now jump again. And when you land, try to land in that exact same position. They land in that position or they don't. They've got three to five seconds for me to make adjustments. And hopefully by the time we get to 10, they've done several repetitions of beautifully. And if they haven't, it's okay. We're going to continue to build on that. And then I can take them into generally what I do, and I follow just a total body workout. I do a total body exercise, which in the corrective exercise 
uh, model, this is going to be an integrated exercise. So I might do a squat to row. I love cable squat to row very much. One of my favorite exercises. Love it, love it, love it. Um, squat curl overhead press step up to curl, step up to balance, curl overhead press. I do a lot of balance exercises for this particular phase of the client. So there might be a lot of standing on one leg or doing single leg exercises when we are doing the stabilization training and then start adding um, the, the two legs and not up to balance as I start to progress outside of the stabilization model. And then what? All right, cool. So I go from a total body exercise. And again, this could be a lateral lunge to balance to curl to overhead press, or it could just be a lateral lunge, maintain the racked position at the shoulders, lateral lunge to balance to overhead press. You don't have to curl it because you're keeping your, your weights at your shoulders. You can do all sorts of versions of total body exercises. Um, but then you're going to progress and you can start working through body parts. So um, some people will do upper body first. I oftentimes follow up the total body exercise with another set of legs, or I will do a chest exercise and then maybe a back exercise. So a push exercise followed by a back exercise, followed by a leg exercise before I do the shoulders because the shoulders, when you do chest, your shoulders work. When you do back, your shoulders work. When you do your total body, your shoulders are working. So the legs before the shoulders gives the shoulders time to rest before you hit them again. So what does that mean? That means, all right, so first of all, I'm going to do an assessment. The assessment, what is it that you want from us together? Secondly, I'm going to do an assessment for your movement. I might do an assessment for your cardiorespiratory training. So I get an idea of what's going on uh, with your movement. And then physiologically, what are some of the assessments that I'm going to get from you as well? And then start making applications to that. So then we go through the components of a workout. Remember, components of the workout are going to be the warm-up. So that's foam rolling. So flexibility, which includes foam rolling and stretching. There is um, activations. You can also do mobilizations if you've worked into a more advanced version of the model. So mobilizations, and then you're going to get into your balance, plyometrics, and then potentially your SAQ. You see that as optional in the workouts. And then you go into your resistance training. Resistance training would be total body, uh, push, pull, legs and shoulders, you can you can switch that up any way you want to, but I do like the total body exercise to be first, but you don't have to do a total body exercise at all. You could just say, all right, well, I'm going to save some time at the end, and now I, that allows me to do some isolated arm exercises because I, my, I like to do or my client wants to do bicep curls. They want to do some tricep extensions or kickbacks or skull crushers or whatever. All right, cool, cool. Uh, also, when it comes to working with our clients, it's really important to me and to my clients that I find out what it is that they like to do and what they don't like to do. And so I want to find out from them, are there things that they just absolutely loathe? And I'm going to do my best to not touch that or those exercises early on in our relationship together.
because that might be a bad experience they've had on their own or with a trainer in the past, and then you do it with them, and now that bad experience is associated with you. I hated my last trainer who made me do these, and now I hate you when all you had to do is be like, all right, cool, let's just avoid doing burpees uh, for now. All right, cool, easy enough. There are a thousand exercises that we can do. I don't need to pick the ones that you already know that you absolutely loathe. But also, what do you like? What are things that you like to do? And so a lot of times doing uh, cardio, and I like to implement cardio, uh, not circuits, but intervals within uh, every workout that I do or most workouts that I have my clients do. So I might say, hey, today we're going to do 30 on, 30 off for four rounds. So 30 seconds of a cardio exercise, 30 second break. You got four rounds of that. We're done in four minutes, but those 30 seconds, I need you to push, but you pick. Do you want to do the rower? Do you want to do the skier? Do you want to do the sled push? Do you want to do the sled pull? Do you want to do the, the bike? What do you want to do? Um, jump rope. What, what is it? The, the burn board. We're going to do a, a slide board back and forth. What do you, what do you want to do? So that way I can get them to create an option because for me, I may not necessarily care what version of cardio you do, but that cardio is done. And so now I give them options. And sometimes I say, which one do you think? And I will always say the one that they hate the most. <laughs> and the reason I do that is because in the future, they will no longer ask me which one I want. So, uh, And if they don't want to do it, then I don't make them do it. I was like, you have multiple other options. What would you want to do instead? And then they can take that on. Right? So... Now let's work through this again. This is all I want to do is make sure that people are going through and doing the work that they need to do, and that's how I do it. That's how my workouts are scheduled and set up. I do an overall assessment. What do you want out of our time together, our workouts together? I do um, a movement and uh, physiological assessments. So I might do, uh, let's go back to the rower and I might say, hey, let's just do 500 meters or 1,000 meters on a rower. And I want to know how many calories you get on that. Or I might say, hey, let's do five minutes on a rower. I want to know how many meters you get on that. That, all I have to do is just plug that in and I have a baseline for progress. And then I take the movement assessment and I plug in all of those things that you see on the solutions chart. And I say, okay, so we're going to foam roll. This is what we're going to stretch. And now we're going to get into some activations. Here's my balance. Here's my plyo. And then into resistance training, total body push, uh, a pull, legs, and then shoulders. And sometimes you don't have time for all that. So what do you do? You pick whichever one most fits. And then you can do circuits, which I love. And you can do a total body circuit. You can do a circuit for groups. And each circuit, I even write it out, circuit one, circuit two. And I might have a list of four exercises and a cardio at the end. Uh, and then say, okay, we're going to do three of each of those circuits. Or what I like to do is if we ever just do two rounds through a circuit, when, when you get to the next circuit and we do two rounds, you know almost for a fact that when we get to the end of this workout, we're going to do a third set stacking all of those circuits together. 
as little rest as possible. Take the rest if you need it, but as little as possible. All right. Y'all, uh, I hope that this was helpful. Kai, I hope this was helpful because this may not be the exact answer that you were looking for, but this is the answer based off of what I think the question is, which is how do you program it? How do you put the workouts in? Because that's how I put the workouts in. I do it based off your overall assessment, your individual assessments, and then uh, on the OPT model. All right, so let's identify where we're going and how the model can get us there. And then let's identify the uh, components of a workout and how can I get all of those in. And total body workouts particularly, and then circuits particularly for for weight loss clients uh, are very good. You can also get a lot of good outcomes in hypertrophy for that, but you may need to get more volume in particular muscle groups. So you may need to start working on some splits. So whether that's upper body, lower body, a push-pull split, um, you know, by, uh, back and buys, chest and tries, legs and shoulders, like you can, you can, there are all sorts of splits that you can add in if you want to start building muscle. But then what? What's the next step? Follow that OPT model, move on into the next one, and then start your undulating program because that keeps them interested. The workouts are different. Here's an endurance day. Here's a strength day. Here's a plyo day. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you got questions for me, like Kai did, you can hit me up at uh, on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me, rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.